0: This episode is brought to you by Communications Training for Coffee Teams, a new Mapper Forward workshop tailored to get your team communicating more confidently, to improve general mental health as well as business profitability. Click the link in the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of a five-part series with Kali Garner from Dakali Trading. Carly, we are talking about whether we are headed for a financial crisis or not. And the optimism in you, which I've always admired and always been like, yeah, but really. Um, (laughs) um, I'm still undecided on whether I think we're headed that way. Uh, I'm just constantly on a general hum over the past three years of, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, what's coming? (laughs) And we have fun conversations around that. But today I want to talk about moral hazard and perhaps talk about risk management a little bit for small businesses. So this word keeps coming up, moral hazard, moral hazard, moral hazard. What is moral hazard?
1: Uh, Well, the way I define moral hazard is basically the product of government backstops. Mm -hmm. So if if the government's going to come in and again, in the previous episode, I mentioned I'm not against bailing out depositors and small business depositors because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the right thing to do. But the problem with that is if we do that, we're also bailing out uh, the people that made less than good decisions, the executives, all those people that are making millions and millions of dollars. We're also finding out some of those executives were taking big loans before SVB mm-hmm. failed. So there's definitely some questionable activity there. Um, the problem with bailing out banks or any other small business or whatever the case is, is we're kind of giving a green light for people to take risks with other people's money. And that's the that's the issue.
0: And that's a lot of the concern that's going around right now, right? Like if the FDIC could make all of those depositors whole and this becomes a contagion, for right. those who don't know what that is, that if this spreads and there is There is a possibility, it's not a a high possibility, but there is a possibility, you know, there's issues that happen with Credit Suisse, et cetera, et cetera. So if this spreads and there's a contagion, like with 2000, what happened in 2008, uh, is the government going to be forced, given it will be an election year, are they gonna be forced to try and make everybody whole? Another other taxpayers gonna be the ones to foot the bill for that because the FDIC has limited funds. And who can know which way it's gonna go? But yeah. that's kind of the, that's a <laughs> that's big what part is.
1: of what's everyone's worried about, right? Exactly. And there there is something to be said um, if you're just ignoring small businesses for now and you're talking mm. about individual uh, bank account holders, individuals know what the FDIC insurance is it's kind of lazy if they're if they haven't mm. uh, gone around you know and worked the rule in their favor and spread their money around assuming they have that much mm-hmm. again i i don't blame small businesses for going over the limits so that's a whole different story but what i'm trying to get at is we do have to hold people accountable for their decisions. Everybody in theory mm-hmm. should know the rules and the, the backstops and the insurance policies up front, and then they can behave accordingly. And if they choose not to, whether they didn't inform themselves or they're lazy or whatever the case is, they're taking on unnecessary risk. And unfortunately, um, in most situations, I think people should have to pay for that. They, we, capitalism is based on the idea that bad actors or uh, negligent actors, must pay for their sins and somewhere along the line they need to. Otherwise we become a socialist system. So except
0: the, the way things are set up right now, the pain isn't being felt by the bad actors.
1: No, it's not. That's the problem. And the problem is if in order to deliver that pain to those bad actors, we have to deliver pain to innocent people. And so there's, there's no right answer. Unfortunately Um, we're just in so deep into this, System of uh, money printing and, mm. and helping everybody out that it's going to be really hard to exit. And I don't have the answer for it. Mm. So, which kind of feels
0: know. like we're running a capitalistic society that has a shadow socialist kind of approach, Absolutely. To it,
1: right? <laughs> Absolutely. And every time something bad happens, we get a, the needle shifts a little closer to that than capitalism. So, there's definitely um, some really dynamic changes going on in politics and society as we put out mm. these fires.
0: Yep. So, as a personally quite risk averse person myself, um, and I get a panic anytime, like somebody says to me, I'm going to throw some money at a meme stock. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> why? But as somebody who owns some cryptocurrency, I see that, uh, and don't judge me, Carly. <laughs>
1: Hey, no, no judgment. Look what I do for a living. I'm (laughs) not judging anybody.
0: I honestly don't know how you deal with all the the upswings and downswings of the adrenaline that comes with doing your job. Yeah. Um, Especially over the last three years. Uh, Like I have checked on you so many times to see how you're coping just because from afar, I don't know how you deal with what's going on with gas and oil. And I mean, coffee's the least of them. And we will talk about that in the next episode. But with regards to risk management, let's say we, there's a small business owner that's listening to this and they have got themselves into a world of hurt. Okay. They, have, they have borrowed money. They are feeling a lot of strain under inflation. They don't really know much about their financial situation. And this is, you know, there are a lot of zombie businesses operating out there that are completely unaware that they're zombie businesses. Um, And folks, this is not financial advice. Just uh, we want to be very clear. This is not advice for your business. But where do small businesses start trying to uh, get themselves ready or understanding what their situation is?
1: I've I've found that, and again, I'm just going off my own experience mm-hmm. and talking to other people, not an expert in, in business consulting, but um, most people really are unaware of their true mm. expenses. I think they're kind of a, have a sense of complacency when it comes to what their true business costs are. Um, I can give you an example. Like my family grew up in the oil business and oil is like an interesting business in that when the money's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's like uh, ruining everybody's life. Like there's really not any in between. But during the good times, they're literally just shredding money because they're just throwing it. They don't care what this costs or that costs. Mm-hmm. And then when it's when it things go south, it's the exact opposite. And there needs to be a happy medium. We should always be paying attention to what our expenses is and wh- are, and where we can save money, and making sure we're just not uh, being complacent and that sort of thing. And this doesn't apply to all small businesses, but it might apply to to many that that are listening. Uh, It is possible. The futures and options markets, I know most people use it for speculation, but they actually were built for price hedging and for hedging price risk. So a small business may not have enough exposure for that to make sense, but maybe they do. So for example... There are micro crude oil futures. There are mini grain futures. So if you want to hedge uh, food inflation risk or energy risk, you can do that in the futures markets. Now, hedging um, is kind of like insuring. So it's not free if you're but you're basically locking in prices so that at least you can take off you know, some of the tail risk. And that's kind of what's been killing businesses, that tail risk. Mm. Not very many people expected inflation to get out of hand like it did. And maybe they could have hedged that with uh, some interest rate futures or some small grain futures or something. And it's easier to say after the fact. In real time, nobody expected any of these things to well, happen. the Fed was telling forward-
0: everybody it was transitory. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Exactly. But going forward, it might be at least worth considering if you do have price risk, you can hedge it. If you have interest rate risk, you can hedge it, even even a small amount of it. Um, even with as little as $2,000, $3,000, you can hedge the uh, risk of something just getting really out of bounds and putting out of business. How do they do that? So most
0: people will have heard all the words you just said and thought you were speaking Vietnamese. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> okay. how do they do that?
1: So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it's super simple because it depends on what mm. exactly you're doing. But if you ha- let's say you have a variable rate loan, like you mm. mentioned before, and you know that it, at a certain time in, in the future, that loan it may or may not increase in value. What you could do is there's a, there's a futures contract that's built on the T-bill, T-bill rate in the U.S. So it's like the three month T-bill rate. And you could buy a call option or a put option on that to hedge your your risk. It's basically like buying insurance to put a floor mm-hmm. on whatever you're, you know, you're trying to protect. So it's not going to be perfect. Like you might, you might end up spending that money, maybe several hundred dollars, and maybe it just goes up in smoke. You didn't need the insurance, but at least you knew that if something wild happened, you weren't going to be left holding the bag. So those sorts mm-hmm. of things are possible, um, not necessarily super- They're risky. Simple. <laughs> they, they're they risky in that it's just like if you buy insurance for your car. Right. You pay insurance premiums every six months, you probably don't need them. But when you do need them, you're gonna be really glad really you are happy had it. So it's kind of the same idea.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Um, how do people, like logistically, how do people make that happen?
1: Okay, so logistically, that's the easy part. Uh, you would just open up a, a options and futures trading account with a commodity broker. There's many of them out there. Us, though. That happens (laughs) to be what I do. Um, So you would open up an account. Application takes 10, 15 minutes. And then the idea is you probably, most people um, try to wait until they actually think they need to take action, to open the account, but you probably want to do it in advance mm-hmm. just because like I said before, risk happens really fast. <clears throat> so if you want to, uh, immediately put a hedge on, you want to make sure that account's already up and running. But when, it, like I said, 10 minute application, you wire, um, however much money you think you might need for your hedge. And maybe it just sits there for a couple months and maybe you end up not needing it. But if you do, you can go ahead and buy an option and we can help you with that. And, uh, like I said, hedge your hedge your price risk. And again, it's, it's not a guarantee. It may, you may end up wasting your money. But again, if you do need it, you're going to be really glad you had it.
0: Mm. Because the risk right now is, I mean, it's risk on right now for the next 24 months. We really don't know what's coming.
1: Right. It's unprecedented. We have no idea. We just wait and see.
0: My heart rate just went up again. (laughs) Anyway, um, in the next episode, we're going to be talking about the impact on coffee trading. This is completely your wheelhouse. Um, What we're going to talk about next, uh, there has been a lot of wild shit that's gone down in the last couple of years with regards to the price of coffee. And you are absolutely the expert to talk about this stuff. So join us for the next episode, folks. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day.